Alright, the heading is the ministry of John the Baptist, the forerunner of Christ. Luke chapter 7, verse 24 through 28. So if you're in Luke chapter 7, verse 24 through verse 28, say Amen. 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 Alright. 24 says that when the messengers of John were departed, he began to speak unto the people concerning John. What went you out into the wilderness for to see? A reed shaken with the wind? But what went you out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, they which are gorgeously apparel apparel, (laughs) and live delicately are in king's courts. But what went you out for to see? A prophet? Yes, I say unto you, and much more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, which shall prepare your way before you. For I say unto you, among those who are born of woman, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Alright, so let's go back to verse 24. What went you out into the wilderness for to see? This refers to much of Israel responding to the message and ministry of John the Baptist when it first began. John was pretty well accepted by Israel, the nation that he was obviously a prophet from God. They actually traveled most of Israel, even the Pharisees and the religious rulers still made the trip to go see John. So he was pretty well accepted. uh, Even though the Pharisees and the Sadducees didn't quite want to admit that he was from God, they were kind of, Christ asked them a question that kind of put them in a pickle. They didn't really know what to do. If we say that John's from God, then... We basically have to admit to some things. But if we say that he's not from God, the people are going <laughs> to revolt against us and so on. So they, but it was pretty well accepted. The, the prophetic voice had not been heard in Israel since Malachi. So remember, like my dad taught in the background, it was 400 years. No, no voice from God as far as a prophet. In the Old Testament, the prophet was basically the mouthpiece for God to the nation of Israel. Uh, it's a little different to the church. Uh, actually, the apostle is now the what would be considered as far as uh, rank would go. If you can just follow me here, the apostle is basically what God uses as the de facto leader of the church, and then the prophet. So, no apostles in the Old Testament. Apostles only in the New Testament. Prophets in the Old, prophets still in the New Testament. That is a long time to not hear from the Lord. A lot of things took place in the 400 years of silence because when God's not speaking, we freak out. That's what we do. We're really good at it. it, And it's not even, we talk about 400 years, but for us, it doesn't even really have to be 400 years. Just let it be, you know, a week. (laughs) Right. <laughs> and we freak out. We're like, ah! <laughs> so in, they had 400 years where they didn't have 
a voice from God saying, thus saith the Lord. Yeah. So this is where a lot of things really started to go contrary to what God's intention was for Israel. Okay, so uh, the next uh, phrase basically we're gonna is a reed shaken with the wind. The reeds on the Jordan banks were in view here. They had little strength and would bend with the slightest wind. So he asked, did you go out to see a reed shaken with the wind? Talking about John. That the reeds on the Jordan bank were pretty flimsy. They would bend and move with the wind. So Jesus said, is that what you went out to see? Because if that's what you went out to see, you didn't find it. Because John wasn't like the reeds. John didn't get moved very easily. John was anything but this. He was not influenced and motivated by popular opinion. John's message was from the Lord. And if you didn't like it, he just didn't care. Because he's there to say, thus saith the Lord. Not what everybody wants to hear. And you've seen that in the Old Testament. He's Prophets that say, thus saith the Lord, and that's what they say, and they're not going to deviate from that. And you got false prophets who just kind of tell you what you want to hear instead of because we all really just want to be liked. Right. Nobody, nobody, raise your hand if you love being unliked. <laughs> I mean, it's just, we all want to be accepted, we all want to be liked. Right. But when it comes to Especially if you're in ministry, but really, it's not just for the minister. It's, it'll start there because obviously the minister is the one that is going to preach. But you're gonna you're gonna talk to people on the there are people you're gonna talk to that I'll never talk to, and you can fall in the category of a reed or not. Whether you're going to be what you believe, is it based off of scripture or is it based off of winds of doctrine? Is it based off of popular opinion? Is it based off the way that the crowd goes? And I can go to the other extreme, not just only flow with the crowd. Do you just go totally opposite of everything because, well, that's just how it should be? Well, no, that's not. There are certain things. That are right still. Right. Certain things that are wrong. See, I said it before, but error rides on the back of truth. So there's going to be a little bit of truth, and then you're going to get some error too. If it wasn't that way, guess what wouldn't happen? You wouldn't fall for it. Right, right. If it was just straight error, you would not. Please, gosh. But if there's just, a, all it has to be is just enough truth for you to say, well, and then I've heard ministers, which totally I do not agree with this, but I've heard a minister uh, say that talking about messages or whatever, somebody preaching, basically just accept, you can listen, accept what's good and reject what's bad. But if that's the case, then you're a lot stronger than what the scripture says that you are. Oh, yeah. Right. I, if, you, if you're listening to something... That's not going to benefit you. We're kind of just. I, I'll use what Paul said. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are expedient. Now, what Paul is not talking about is moral issues. Right. 
Paul's not saying that adultery is lawful. That's right. We just take what Paul always see. Paul's saying that I can do what No, Paul didn't say that. You're, that's your flesh twisting what Paul said to make it fit what you want to do. Right. Paul's not talking about that. All things are lawful. Not all things are expedient. Right. If I want to sit and watch television for 10 hours a day, there's really no law against that. It's lawful for me. But is that expedient to my faith? Is that going to benefit me in my walk with the Lord and my faith? Is it going to strengthen and edify me? No. no. <laughs> so, therefore, it's lawful, but it's not expedient. You can listen to whatever you want to listen to, but I'll tell you right now, it's not going to be expedient. Right. It's not going to, if it does, it's not benefiting your faith, you don't need it. Right. We talk, I talked about that. Remember, I told you the story of Acts where the shipwrecked. They were getting shipwrecked, and they had to throw things overboard because they were getting shipwrecked. And I, and I said that there's things in all of us, yeah. wrong beliefs in all of us, that we're going to get. We're going to find ourselves in a place, and we're going to see this later on through sanctification that God's trying to get you to throw it overboard that you don't really need it. So John was not influenced and motivated by popular opinion. Same as the Lord. Okay, verse 25. A man clothed in soft rain proclaims that John had denied himself the normal comforts and pleasures. His life was lived for one thing, to do the will of God. Now, this is not going to be a popular thing to preach or teach in the United States of America. Because... One of the biggest things about America is what? The American dream. Where it's really just all about you and what you want. But actually in scripture, it totally goes against that. It's really not about you and what you want. It's the will of God for your life. So not teaching that would make you a read. You see, he lived, his whole life was for the will of God. And scripture says that that's how we're supposed to be as believers. We are bought with a price. We, I don't belong to me. <laughs> I was bought with a price. The greatest price that could ever be paid. The blood of Jesus Christ. We're bought with a price. We're not our own. If, you're, if you've ever served in the military... You have an understanding of this because when you're in the military, <laughs> the government, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. it's not up, so we kind of look at it as a bad thing, but it's not, right? And this is the best thing that you can ever have. Mm -hmm. If there's somebody I want to have control over my entire life, it would be God, yes. right? <laughs> because He knows, That's right. yeah. Yeah. What's best? And he loves me, honestly, greater than anyone else can love me, right. even more than I can love myself. John was not motivated by comforts, pleasures, or politics. Amen. I sure do wish there was more of that 
and in the body of Christ. That John didn't preach what he preached because he gained him confidence. Not the right word. Comforts. Comforts or pleasures or political influence. Actually, a certain politician hated it because he stood up for what was right. A politician was basically in a relationship that he shouldn't have been in. And John pointed it out. So from that moment on, that politician just really wanted to kill John. They didn't really care about him. Just wanted to kill him. So what he preached, it didn't gain him comforts. It didn't gain him pleasures. And it didn't gain him any political sway, basically. But he didn't change it. Right. Because that's what it was. It's not about that. That's right. That's right. I don't know what the Lord has for me, but if the whatever ministry that the Lord gives me, if it if that somehow in the whole scheme of things, I don't get to experience certain things that I would have experienced if I didn't get into ministry, oh well. Right. It's the Lord's will, not my will. Lord, thy will be done. Not my will. See, we all have Gethsemane experiences. When your will butts heads with God's will. What you want, what God wants. And that's where the battle is about to begin. Yeah. <laughs> What's, which way is it going to be? Your will or God's will? I, I said it before. I go back to it again. I haven't preached on it yet. Maybe one day. But they came to Jesus and, and said, your brothers and sisters, your mother, all that. There's outside. And Jesus responds. Blows me away. His response was, those that do the will of my father, those are my brothers and sisters. Those that do the will of my father. Not just those that say I believe. That the will of God is the most important thing in the whole world. For your life personally. For my life personally. If we all did, and we're, okay, let's just, I don't want to have anybody feel the weight of, (laughs) we are not, we are flawed human beings. And we are in the process of sanctification. And I've told you it is Justification is in an instant. Glorification will be in an instant. And sanctification is like sanctification. <laughs> it's like an old life. It's, it's like the longest part of salvation is sanctification. So we're not. We're, we're all in the process. Right. Right. Praise God that we can be in the, just the fact that we can be in the process of sanctification is a miracle. So in that process. We're not going to do it perfectly. Amen. We're not, we're not going to do it perfectly. But if each if each person in the world, but each, just believer, but person in the world sought to perform the will of God in every area of their life, imagine how different right. the world would be. That's true. Because a lot of pain that we feel is, yes, from sin, but when we... When we want what we want, 
like in two years. Yeah. Because the biggest thing that happened at the fall was it became all about self. I want what I want. I want the job that I want. I want the position I want. I want the respect <laughs> that I deserve. Bless God. No, it's, all I'm hearing is me, 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 me. Because your whole world just really revolves around me. Self. I said it before, because we, we, I would never, I would never murder anyone. Okay, well, have you ever been at a job where you wish that someone wasn't there? <laughs> I just, you know what, this job would be so much better if they just weren't here. You mean like if they were like gone, like not here? No, 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 just at this place. Yeah, well, really, what you're really saying though is if they didn't exist. And you're so you didn't aware. carry out the act of murder, but really in your heart you already because this place would be so much better if you were not here messing up my life. That's how we act because that's what sin did. In the garden, they went from God consciousness to self consciousness. They didn't even know they were naked until they ate and then all of a sudden oh my goodness we're naked but yet they didn't know that they weren't before because they were just so consumed with God mm -hmm. that's good sin made it all about self yeah everything stems from sin no, nothing doesn't happen because of it. it it's all it all you can trace everything back to sin adultery we all well sin. We it's all about you. <laughs> what pleases you and what doesn't please you. Everything, every single problem that man faces goes back to that. So I don't want to hear anybody say that the scripture isn't relevant for today. Well, you still got the same problem. You just haven't figured it out. Sin. Right. Okay. Verse twenty six. Prophet means a spokesperson for God. It says, Yeah, I say unto you, and much more than a prophet. This one statement places John in a category all to himself. That John is actually placed in a category separate from all the other prophets in the Old Testament, even though he was a prophet. Verse 27 says, This is he of whom it is written. The word of God was always the standard which Jesus used and the standard we all must use. If it's not, if you, if you can't give me scripture for it, then you got nothing. If you, if you, if you cannot give me scripture, you don't have anything. You just have a doctrine made up in your own mind. Or that someone else made up in their mind and then taught you. We get we in the body of Christ. We we this this has to be the God, not not other men. They're men I respect, and yet just because they say it, I'm not like oh praise God, that's the Lord. We'll see if it if it lines up with this, then praise God. <laughs> 
Right. If it doesn't, then I'll be throwing that out. Right. The next part in verse 27 says, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. This is quoted from Malachi chapter 3, verse 1. The messenger talked about here is John the Baptist, which Jesus now identifies as fulfilling this prophecy in Malachi. Before thy face refers to Jesus. So God says that I've sent my messenger, John the Baptist, before your face, Jesus. The prep. The preparation of the way would be done by John the Baptist as the forerunner. He introduced Christ. Okay, verse 28. John the, ba okay, John the Baptist was the greatest prophet ever because he introduced Christ. Verse 28 says, But he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Jesus is referring to the greater privileges and position enjoined in the new covenant. It's a good time to say amen because you're in the new covenant. <laughs> that John, John is considered the greatest in the kingdom. Of, I'm sorry. Yeah, the greatest prophet, basically. John is the greatest among Old Testament, basically, is kind of what Jesus is saying. He's the greatest and yet the least in the kingdom. Wow. is greater than John. Well, why? Well, because John had the, he's the greatest because he had the privilege of saying, behold, the Lamb of God. There he is, the Messiah. All the other prophets could only see it from a distance. John didn't see it from a distance. John said, that's the promise. Right. Yeah. That that's the promise. The one that was given from the very beginning. That's him. Behold, the Lamb of God. That takes away the sins of the world. The one that was promised to Adam and Eve the moment they fell in the garden. There he is. The one that was promised to Abraham. There he is. We can go through the list of every... <laughs> made John the greatest prophet but yet the least in the kingdom is greater than John. Why? Because John couldn't enjoy the benefits of the new covenant because the cross hadn't happened yet. John couldn't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Why? cross didn't happen yet. In the Old Testament the, the Holy Spirit couldn't dwell within permanently any Believer, because the cross hadn't happened yet. Right. That's just one. That's just one. The benefit with justification by faith. John couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Sanctification. John. John couldn't experience sanctification. It's just stuff that honestly, I, we just don't really think about too much. John couldn't experience sanctification like we can. We have the Spirit of God living on the inside of us. John couldn't have that.
John wouldn't, couldn't experience deliverance from the law. Yeah. He was still held captive by the law. He was a slave to the law, still. John couldn't experience deliverance from hell or the grave because the cross hadn't happened yet. It was going to. John couldn't experience the communion, the fellowship that we came with God. John had if if God if, God, if John wanted to experience the Lord, the, the presence of the Lord, he had to first offer a sacrifice. He had to go through all of that. Not us. Sacrifice already been offered. One. So there, that's why the least in the kingdom is greater than John. Because John didn't occupy the position that we have in Christ. Scripture says that we'll be like him. That we're baptized into Christ. That his righteousness is our righteousness. That when God looks at me, or you, you're in Christ. So he looks at you and he sees his son. He sees the perfect righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. John couldn't experience that. John couldn't experience the moving and operation of the Holy Spirit in his own heart and life. But you can. The least in the kingdom is greater than he. The truth is, I just be the truth is, we don't know what we have. That's the greatest problem in the church. We have no idea what we have. So we start reaching and grabbing for things that we don't need because we don't know what we have. Well, we need righteousness. Brother, sister, honey, you got it. You got the greatest righteousness that you can ever find. In Christ. Well, we need to grow our church. I hate to break it to you, but you've got the greatest church growth material and equipment you need in the Spirit of God. Right. And in the gospel. Amen. We start reaching and grabbing for everything. Well, I just, I, I just, I don't feel so good today. You got all the joy you ever need in your life yes. in Christ Jesus. Amen. You don't know what you, you don't know what you have. You don't know. I gave you the story about money. If I, if my dad, and the other day, if they were, he was, you know, in the negative, a thousand dollars, a million dollars, and I happen to have a bunch of money, and I deposit. I not only deposit enough money to bring him back to zero, but I actually put an infinity amount of money in there. And yet my dad doesn't know that I did that. So he walks around and he's still living like he's in poverty. Hmm. And he goes to, he wants to buy some land. And he goes to the bank and says he wants to take out a loan and he gives him $10 because that's all he has. And he said, I want to buy this land. I need a loan and this is basically my down payment. So. <laughs> and the banker is like, what are you doing? Okay, but you don't have to do that. 
because you actually have it in this account. Right. And actually, I actually told the banker that if he happens to use the a million, the, uh, the million dollars that I put in there, I'll just put another million in. So basically, he has unlimited funds. Right. Yeah. But if he doesn't know that, he's going to operate as though he doesn't. Right. right. But if he knows it, he's going to operate right. based off of that. So the problem is that we don't know what we have in Christ. So we operate from a basis. That's right. Yeah. Other than what we have in Christ, other than what we are in Christ, other than what Christ has done for us, we operate from that. You have victory over sin in Christ, but if you don't know that, then you're going to operate as though you don't, and you're going to sit out to win your own victory. Right. That's true. That's right. That's just one example I can give you. We can all come up with 50,000. Sorry. I'm going to check the bank. <laughs> hey, you better not be taking a loan. You better just pay cash. <laughs> loan for what? You got a million dollars. <laughs> John could only have a measure of the spirit, but not the. But now the least believer can have the fullness. Yes. Amen. Amen. John could only announce that the kingdom of God was at hand. Even though John was privileged to introduce it, he was not privileged at the time to enjoy it. Yeah. Calvary yes. was the new covenant with the old law lasting up until that moment. So the old covenant lasted all the way up until Calvary. Yeah. And then after Calvary, the new covenant was in place. So John lived under the old covenant. He introduced the new covenant, but he couldn't participate in it. Kind of like Moses got him all the way to the promised land. But see, he couldn't. John got you all right there, but then he just couldn't. So the least. Yeah. That means that the thief on the cross most likely would have been considered greater than John. Because most of the evidence is that Christ would have died before that thief. Because they got their legs broken, which means they weren't dead. But Jesus didn't because he was already dead. <laughs> We don't, I don't exactly know when the thief would have actually died, but I do know that Jesus went first. Which means that the blood had been applied already. He almost had to be because he said, today you will be with me yes. in paradise, which means that he would have to have been there before the thief. I think that... That thief very well would have got a chance to see Jesus preach the gospel to those in paradise. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Because remember, he led captivity captive. Would it be fair to say that he was probably first born again? 
It, it, ultimately, it's tough to say because we don't know exactly when. Yeah. We don't know exactly when. That's the. But all I know is that Jesus went first. Yeah. I think so it could be, but then again, it's. Yeah. It's honestly, I, I can't nail it down. So if I can't nail it down for sure, then it's best to just yeah, say, gotcha. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Yeah. 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 But the, I guess the 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 most the point really that you're trying to make there is that a thief. Yeah. And he was a thief. He was a thief. Mm -hmm. yeah. right he was guilty. Yes. Mm -hmm. And yet. He was yes. He was born again, which indicates looks yes. like you know. Yes. He was. That. And certainly many after him, including us. <laughs> John the Baptist was pretty, that was a pretty tall order Jesus gave him. And he said, but everybody in the kingdom, the least in the kingdom, the thief on the cross, if you will, greater than John. In that he received the full inheritance. Like... So it doesn't matter if you've been saved for 40 years or if you're saved for one minute and then you die. You're just as saved as the other one. And that's how God sees us, you know. Yeah. That. Mm -hmm. So either way, he went first or not, he still got his full inheritance because yeah. he had faith in Christ. That reminds me of a, say a parable. I guess a parable. It could just be a story. But, and really the message of the cross really opened it up to me. Before, I'll be honest, I didn't mm -hmm. understand it. Uh, but the parable where the man owns a vineyard mm -hmm. and he goes into the marketplace and he hires laborers. Mm -hmm. So he goes at a certain amount of time you know, in the morning, let's say, I'm not going to, this is a paraphrase, I'm not going to get exactly right, but say he goes at you know, 7 a.m. and he finds people to work in the vineyard. He said, if you can work in my vineyard, I'll pay you such and such. And they say, okay, cool, let's do it. So they go, obviously paraphrasing. <laughs> they go and they work in his vineyard. Then he goes back again at a later time in the day, let's say 11 o'clock a.m. And he finds more. And he says, if you come work in the vineyard, I'll pay you this. And they say, okay, cool. And then they go. Mm -hmm. And then he goes again, let's say 3 o'clock, mm -hmm. and he finally says, hey, if, if you come work in my vineyard, I'll pay you this. And they say, okay, cool, let's go. And then he goes one more time to the marketplace, say 7 o'clock, and the day is going to end at 8 o'clock. He goes at 7 and says, hey, if you come work in my vineyard, I'll pay you this. And they say, okay, cool, let's do it. And they go, and then they all work, and then the day comes to an end at 8, and he starts paying out people what he said he'd pay, and it happens to be the same. Yeah. Come on. And the ones at the beginning start to complain because, hey, we put in a full day's worth of work and this dude works an hour and he gets the same reward I get. Welcome to the cross. Yes. Welcome to the new covenant. That it doesn't matter if you don't get saved until your deathbed. Yes. And then you say, yes, Lord, Hallelujah. I believe. You yes. got the same reward that I got. Even though I might have said yes to Jesus, when I was 24, you didn't say it until you were 95 and you only had one minute to live, but you said, yes, Lord, and you believe with your whole heart and you get the same reward that I get. Because it's not what I've done, but it's what Jesus did. 
Seems like a really good place to stop. 